Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crawford, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrawford.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. But when we, were, when we started going to Conway two years ago in September, there was a young man that was just getting off of drugs and coming from Russellville, and he started about the same time I did in the Marlowe class. And he, some reason, we was just drawn, our spirit was drawn to each other. And one of the nights, he was at the altar, and I asked Apostle Darla, I said, I need to release a prayer anointing in him. She said, you have free liberty in here. You're an apostle in this house. You don't never got to ask me. And I went, and he was praying, y'all. He was praying. He was the only man in the house that I seen not at the back talking. And he's at the altars, and he's praying, and he's interceding. Sunday, he just got the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, I went and put my hands on his back. And it's nothing about me, but it's about the anointings that we sit under. And I said, I command you in the name of Jesus to receive this prayer anointing, to pray for the nations, to pray for Conway, to pray for Arkansas. And he received it. And all of a sudden, he didn't know anything about it. He didn't ever have the teaching. He started going, I talk about Sakado, Bo, Seke, Ando, Lobo, Seke, Ando, Oto, Lobo, Seke, Antaba, Seke, Yando, Lobo, Seke, Andaba, Seke, Ande, Oto, Lobo, Seke, Antaba, Seke. He winded up marrying Darla's daughter. Whew. And he's her intercessor as she counsels and prays for people and preaches the gospel. He's really the head intercessor there. He's the one that always crying out. And he's got, he's got an impartation that nobody even knows that happened really. But it doesn't matter to me because I learned a long time ago that we are Navy SEALs. And, you, you know, they go in there and you don't even know they've been. And then things change. Don't you want to be that way that when you walk into the room that the people that follow you have to get saved? They have to receive a prayer. We were studying about that, about our authority and about arcing and hovering and over the earth. In Ephesians 2, we sit in the heavenlies with Jesus. We're joint heirs with him. I have access to everything that he's done for me to release it into other people. And so we have access so don't you, one of those men of God was teaching at that conference. Don't, when you, the rabbis, people think it's an honor just to follow them, to walk in the dust that come off of their feet. They follow them just to honor. This is an honor that I get to walk in the same dust as the rabbi. Don't you want, when you walk, Jesus walks, because that's what's happening if you accepted him. He's walking as you walk. And don't you want people coming behind you, getting saved, getting healed, getting delivered, having a prayer anointing to change the world? But that prayer anointing is not just surface. That prayer anointing is travail. That trail, he said, when Zion travails, she'll bring forth children. I was reading where one this morning, I was studying about it. And one, she was pregnant with twins. It wasn't Jacob and Esau. It was 
before that. Pregnant, pregnant with twins. He said, how did twins come in here with that when there was a breach? How did they break through? They broke through because of travail. So, you know, I hear people all the time that tell me it don't take all that. But I don't see real change. I don't see real change in just saying, devil, get out. Well, that devil ain't went nowhere unless you got the authority behind your words. Unless you got the, yes, we have power over power of the enemy. But how does it really work? It works because you spend the time before you get there and tell him to come out. Just like when mama prayed and fasted three days and one of them sickness devils showed his face, allergies, and she said, I pull allergies down in the name of Jesus. Then she got up Sunday and said, allergies be healed, and they were healed. So when people say, how do you just say, come out? That's because you say, come out before you get there. And then sometimes you'll just say, come out, and it'll happen because of your intimacy. But I'm saying power don't travel with words. It travels through relationship. Paul said, I don't come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but I come to you with power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God. Hey, y'all come about Sunday. And he spoke in tongues more than us all. The Bible said he spoke, he said, I travail till Christ is formed in you. I travail again until Christ is formed in you. Hey! So if we want cross it to be renewed, re-established, re revived, that's what's going to take. And I'm here to encourage you in it, not to say it's a sad thing, because it's not a sad thing. But it's the only time I saw change is when I travailed it through. It's the only time, unless someone that travailed it through released an impartation in me to walk free in that area. So God, we thank you today. We thank you for teaching us this morning that it's not old. Travail's not old. Travail's not old. Not in, it's still happening in the natural. It's still happening in the spirit. I travail till Christ is formed in you. Your pastor travails till cross, cross it is changed. You know, my husband's been going around seeing mattresses everywhere, and he's mentioned it to me about three times. He said, why is people throwing their mattresses all over the streets? And down our road, they got some over here, and uptown, they got some there. And, and the Holy Ghost this morning said to me, because it's, it's been stripped. You know, a mattress without sheets and all that is stripped. Cross has been stripped now. And now we got to replant. we got to plant. And so we command all those ugly mattresses to get out of our city. And we're ready to release some, something new, something fresh, some fresh word, fresh mantle, fresh worship. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for intercessors, God. <laughs> Ooh, uh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for those that are willing, that are willing to lay on their face. That your will can be done, God. I, uh, I saw a, just a caption of a message that um, Bishop T.D. Jakes preached, and he said, the caption said, nothing moves until you speak. Nothing moves until you speak. <laughs> Thank you for intercessors that will 
lay on their face that would get in the spirit, which is the key. Because I can lay on my face for 46 days and not be in the spirit, and it will not accomplish one thing. But if I just allow the Holy Spirit to pray what He wants to pray through me, those prayers are answered every time. We've seen it. We've seen it. We have seen it over and over again. Those prayers are answered every single time. Oh, you know, the Word says that, that God works with us. He works with us. We're team. He works with us. He doesn't do things without us. It is, isn't it? And I know it must be because they're going, He don't do things without us. We, we've, we've taught that you know, the, the power of life and death is in my tongue. Those that love it will eat the fruit of it. He doesn't do anything without us. God does not move until he tells us what to say. We say it, and then he moves. That's how this thing works. And what my prayer is for me and for you is that we come to revelation knowledge of who we are and where we are. Because it does take a revelation. It takes a revelation to know that though I'm walking on this earth, I am seated in the heavenlies. I'm seated in the heavenlies. Father, I just ask you right now for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be released in this house. Revelation, God, because I believe that we are remnant. I believe that we are remnant. I believe with everything in me that we are a people that won't the move of God. We are a people that won't to usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ. We are a people that won't to see God have his way on this earth. And in order for that to happen, the word says that that all of creation is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. We have to know who we are. We have to know whose we are, and we have to know where we are. And the church as a whole has not known that. If we did, things would be different. Yes. Ephesians 2 says that we are seated in the heavenlies as, as co-heirs with Jesus Christ. I am seated already right now in the heavens with Jesus Christ. I am sitting there right now with him. And I am looking down upon this earth. 
And that's what the apostle brought that teaching back to us from that man of God from Africa that, that God is arcing. He said, what is, your, what is your posture? That God is arcing over the earth. He's looking down over the earth. And we are in him. He said in John, I wish that they would be one as you and I are one. I am in you and you are in me and they are in each other and we're all in together. We're one. We're all one. I am one with him. That means when he moves, I move. Hey. Lord, oh God, you are mighty and strong. You keep us strength. Oh, Lord. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. There's no other God besides me. I'm the Lord God Almighty, who is and was and is to come. I go out through the land searching for hearts, seeking those who will seek me and will love me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I love those that love me. <laughs> if you seek me early, you shall find me. Oh, Jesus. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. There's no God other than me. There's none besides me. None can deliver out of my head. I'm great. Seek me while I may be found. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, man of God. I need you in my life. We have to have the prophets. Brother Allen's a prophet of God. 
there's there's several kinds. One is they exhort you. One is they're Jonah and Jer- Jeremiah's. <laughs> they warn you. <laughs> Most of the world just wants the exhorting kind. You're going to get a new car. You're going to get a new house. You're going to get a husband next week. Your wife's on the way. And those are good. Your wife's on the way. But also, I need a warning. And when God says, seek me while I can still be found, those are warnings. Those are heads up. <laughs> heads up. Listen, 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 listen. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. What you See, this is preaching, too. It's the walking, living word. Come on, brother, what you got to say? First, I want to say thank you, Jesus. Father, I want to call all souls back to you. You've been so good. If they only knew just how good you could be to them. These tears are not tears of fear, but they are tears of joy. I love what he's doing in my life. I love it, y'all. He's been good to me. Better than I've been to myself. I can't do what he can do. And can't nobody do me like he does me. He does me well. My soul is happy. And I'm happy knowing that I'm a part of this family. I love you all dearly. Dearly, y'all. This is from the heart. <laughs> this is from the heart. I love you all. God has been good. On Saturday morning, we get together. The guys get together and we pray. I'm inviting every last one of you all to come. Don't sit at home and do nothing. Just come and let the Lord work miracles in your life the way he did to me. Because he is, he's in, he done miracles for me. Miracles. We meet at 8 o'clock Saturday morning. Y'all, he has did miracles. I'm telling you, for real, miracles. This ain't something Paul done. I can't do nothing without him. Nothing. I can't even tell a lie without him. And he won't even let me do it. So I can't do nothing. And I thank him. And I thank him for each and every last one of y'all. Everyone. I ain't leaving nobody out. Everybody. I love you all and God bless you all. Each and every last one of you. And that's from the bottom of my heart. Woo. Mighty man. Mighty man. Thank you, Brother Ernie, for leading the men's prayer. What you got to say? See, this is fruit from the men's prayer. I love it. See, because there's fruit. They're not coming with just words. I went to prayer today. No, they're manifestation. There's a manifestation of the word. The whole earth is groaning for a manifestation of the sons and the daughters. You know, somebody said, I can't speak to the land. I can't speak to this. I can't speak to that. Daniel told the sun to sit still, and it did. Elijah said, don't rain for three years, and it didn't. And then when he said rain, it rained. So we have authority. We have power, just like Pastor saying, to arc over the earth. He said in Psalms, God, the, the heavens belong to God, but God gave the earth to men. What does that mean? That means through prayer and intercession, I can change the world. It didn't take but one man, Stephen. It didn't take but one, Josh. It didn't take but Moses. He went up on that mountain 40 days, and he come down, and they said, we didn't know how long it's going to take you because they was looking at a man 
So they turned to idols. They turned to money because they took off their jewelry and made a golden calf and worshipped it. Can you imagine the glory that was on Moses after 40 days of fasting and prayer? And he come down the mountain and he saw that everything he had worked for, it looked like everything he had worked for had turned to, to, to serving man, to serving self, dancing around a golden calf. If I'm going to worship something, it ain't going to be a cow. It's going to be Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But he was so grieved, he had to go back up on the mountain 40 more days. So don't tell me, don't take travail. Don't tell me. I know this church don't say it, but, but don't tell me when they say it doesn't take warfare. Well, what does Ephesians mean when he says to put on your whole armor? Of God, you wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And I'm just here to tell you, if you want your circumstances to change, we can renew our mind, and we should. It's what the Word says. We're transformed by the renewing of our mind. But how am I going to stay renewed? How am I going to stay saved? How is my sons and my daughters? Tim also, in that same dream, had a dream about my son and how there was a a controlling spirit, but he's in the in the whispering in Caleb's ear, do this, do that, do this. Not not gross sin, but move over here. Well, is that God? Is that God? So what am I going to do? My husband says I had this dream. I was giving Josh money on the other side. Somebody was giving Caleb money, but it was under the table. And and I said, oh okay, I see what that is. I said, I know what to do about that. I don't just ignore that. God chose to warn me about my son, that the future of his life, now if he moves, that's God, that's great. And I said, oh, okay, that means I'm going to take a little time. I hadn't done it yet, but I am. I'm going to take a little time. I'm going to schedule me about 8 to 8 on a Monday or Tuesday and go in the spirit about my son. How am I going to do that? See, I like activating what we teach. I like telling people how to do it because you hear people and you see them where they're at, but you don't know how they got there. So how do I do that? How do, if God gives me a warning that somebody's in a wreck, how do I stop the wreck? You have that authority. You have that kind of authority in the spirit. I had a dream. I didn't know how to do what I'm telling you today, but I came and was submitting to a pastor that did and I said, Mama, I had a dream, and Michelle died in the dream. She had a car wreck. It was years ago. I said, I saw her in the coffin, and she went to hell. I'm telling you this so you can know how to save your sons and daughters, your husbands, your wives, your, your future, your finances, your health, everything. I have a friend that flew somewhere because her best friend had a stroke. She's paralyzed. She can't see. She's blind. She worshiped in the altars like everybody else. So how did that happen? How did I come out and I could see and I can hear and I can talk and this lady can't? How did mama get healed of cancer for eight years? And my cousin said, well, my mama's sister died of it. And she said, how come my mama didn't get healed? What am I going to say? We use words like, we can't explain that. We don't, we, we, you know, God's sovereign. He is sovereign. And I'm not saying every circumstance, because I don't think every circumstance. But I'm saying there's things we can change. 
There's things we can change by our prayers. What is prayer? It's talking to God. Prayer is simply talking to God like I did last night. Yesterday, when I was with Pastor, it was, it was bad. What was I feeling? Travail. And I didn't know exactly what I was feeling. What was I feeling travail over? God, which way is right now? Everybody's in my ear telling me, I, you just say come out. You know, I have apostles telling me, I don't have to do spiritual warfare. I just tell them to come out. But I don't see change. I don't see the people change. I see them get back out quickly. I don't see change. So I'm standing here today and saying my marriage has changed. Y'all have walked the walk with me, and it's completely different today. How? How? When them spirits came to take my husband which he's a man of uh, honesty, and he didn't cheat on me or anything like that. But family members, family members, witchcraft, Brother Allen, witchcraft. And when they're sitting in here and they say, Tim, you come spend Valentine's with me today. And I'm sitting at home alone on Valentine's crying and wanting to leave my husband, but I'm preaching on Sunday. Because I'm thinking if you love your mama more than me, you need to go back home. I didn't come in here saying those things. I came in here preaching and leading prayer. But on my face, I was in this prayer one day by myself on a Saturday, walking the floor. I talk about Sunday that God, I just lift this situation up to you. God, it hurts. Does he love me or not? I think he loves her more, God. How can he leave me today, God? All that stuff's real, and you should say it. David said it to God. Destroy my enemies, he said. They're all coming up against me. They're overtaking me, he said. He didn't just say everything's awesome. He said the bad things do to God and poured his heart out to God. He poured his heart out to God. So that day, I'm pouring my heart out to God. If you're single today, I'm lonely, God. I want a woman. I want a, I want a husband, God. And I'm having all these thoughts. And this is how you get free. This is how you get free. David acknowledged his sin, and Saul was too proud to do it. But David became the king, and Saul died in the battle. And God said, David, you're a man after my heart, because he acknowledged his sin. And he said, I not only sinned against myself, but I sinned against my God. He was acknowledging his wrong. So the reason that I came out whole, and I'm not saying it's the reason she didn't, but I know I've been there when someone died. And they said, the person, I was standing there four months before she died, and they were crying out to her and saying, this is wrong with my body, and they're fixing to go in here, and they're going to cut me. And they said, you're healed. This just this year. They said, you'll be all right, you're healed. Yes, I'm healed, I'm healed. And, you, and you're going to be this again, and you're going to be worshiping. She's not alive. You're healed. And so we're sitting in the hotel, and they call everybody and say, come into the room, bring your food, and let's eat, and let's pray. So we went in the room. The lady's heart was failing. Things were failing. Her organs were shutting down. Four months after this is happening, and she said, you're healed. So they said, just worship, worship, decree the word, get out all the, get the healing scriptures out. This is true. They got the healing scriptures out by 
His stripes, she's healed. She'll live. She won't die. She's going to live a long life for hours, three or four hours. We get a call at four in the morning and she died. So then they come back in the room at five and say, we're going to worship till she's raised from the dead. We hadn't given up yet. We're going to keep on we're going to keep on decreeing she's going to live and I believe in decreeing. I do. But what God say about it? We're decreeing, we're decreeing she's going to live. She's going to rise from the dead. Now these are people that you don't they don't seem flaky on the everyday thing. And I'm not saying they flaky. I'm saying it seems like the right road because that's what people teach us. Just say, just don't never tell negative. Just speak positive. I get fought with that a lot because God will show me the root of the problem and I have to pray it down before I can build and plant. Jeremiah 1.10, tear down, root out, pluck out, then build and plant. Too many people try and build and plant without tearing anything down, tearing the negative down so they can build and plant something and this is where our city is now we have plowed and plowed and plowed now it is time to plan in this region it's time to say the positive it's time to speak over the land why because somebody's been tearing down and rooting out and if you don't speak something in the positive there's no harvest because it'll just be plowed up ground it'll be barren ground that no seed has been planted same way in the individual lives. If I just constantly get you free, but I never speak into your spirit and say you're a prophet of God, God says to rise up, prophet, and prophesy over your land. Prophesy over your children. Prophesy over this city. And thank you for coming and staying here at Freedom and keeping the church from falling, Brother Allen. Thank you for, for standing in your position when everybody else left you. When everybody that you started with left you, you stayed and you prophesied and you spoke to things and they're still happening today and people are still getting free today and there's chains falling off of people right now. There's mindsets falling off of you right now where you don't understand why things have happened to you and nobody told you how to do it. I'm telling you how to do it. The only way I know how, the portion that God's given us. The portion, because Mama preached it one day, said, I've got a portion and leave it alone. Quit trying to take my portion away and telling me that ain't the way to do it. You do your portion, I'm going to do mine. I have a portion too, and mine is to get into the spirit and tear the devil's head off till I can see something come alive. Till my circumstance can change, till my marriage isn't falling anymore, till my money, isn't, I'm not in poverty anymore, till my health is great. That's how. So why is some people, sometimes, I won't say every time, getting healed and some not? Somebody said one time in here, and they're not here anymore, but they said that they didn't understand why God always used Angie. It was years ago. They got up in church and said, and I was shocked. I didn't know. Why are you always using her? You always using her. And God told them, because she'll let me. <laughs> it's pretty simple. When we let him use us. So how do I get my prayers answered? How do I? Because that lady did not rise from the dead. And people still today say, 
I thought she'd be here forever. I don't understand. Her best friend that came here and preached, she said, I don't understand. I don't understand what happened. I guess God had to let her go because I needed to travel this road by myself. And she's so full of guilt now and condemnation because she, she stood on, Mama used to call it um, assuming. See, we stand on assumptions sometimes. I'll use Charlotte and her and Kim example. She don't mind, I don't think. She don't mind. But he was, he just came here. He didn't know. And he said, I'm getting on at GP. I know I'm getting that job at GP. Well, he didn't get the job, and it, it was devastating. But that's where I learned about assumptions, see. Assumption, when we assume things, we assume, and that's the highest form of pride, that I just assume that Caleb's going to be okay. No, if I don't go in the spirit and pull that control off of his life from this person that's been trying to control him since he was a child, he's going to do what that spirit tells him to do. And there's no change. So we won't change. We won't change, don't we? Somebody say, I won't change. <laughs> I want to change. I want my family's change. And it's not hard. I mean, yesterday, you know, it was a day. It was so worth the day, what I got in that prayer. It was so worth a day of my time. Because I'm going to spend many days worrying and fretting over that situation that I got peace about in one day. <laughs> hey, it's really to set us free because we're going to spend a little bit of time with God and hear God and hear because he said out of, the, out of uh, his word comes and he won't return void. When his word comes to our spirit, man, and it's a rhema word and even... The written word, when we read the written word, something will jump out in our spirit and we stand on that word. Every one of those prayers will be answered. Every one of them. Why? Romans eight twenty six. he says, the spirit prays for my infirmities because I don't know what to pray. What does infirmity mean? Weakness. Something I can't control. God, I'm overeating today. I tell you every day I'm not going to do it no more. Yours may be some other addiction or whatever. I, I, I'm doing it today, and I just told you I wasn't going to do it. Now I'm feeling so bad, I'm going to do two of them. <laughs> Instead of smoking one, I'm going to get two or three now because I'm beating myself up, or I'm going to go get another box of Oreos and go ahead and eat them all today because I failed you again. The righteous falls seven times and get back up again is what the word of God says. But one day, I got to know how to live in victory in this situation. God, I did it again. When that keeps happening, whatever battle it is, I don't care if it's women, men, pornography, overeating, shopping, whatever it is. Gossip. God, I didn't want to tell them that, and I did it again. Some people gossip because they need affirmation because if they feel like nobody's listening to them, they tell something, and somebody gets on their side, they get affirmation. So it's not just to say things. Sometimes it's because I need affirmation or you need affirmation. So what I do, God, I can't go at doing it. I'm just a failure. I just met a brother, y'all. I won't keep us much longer, but I've just met a brother I didn't know I had. I'm 54. He's 54. 
He's lived in Monroe all of his life, and I just met him two Sundays ago when I was here after potluck. I went to meet him. Julie called me and said, would you take a DNA test? This man's trying to find his father, and he don't know if it's our father or not. And I was like, oh, Julie, because you love family, I'll do it. I was tired. I just got back from England. I love family, too, but that is her gift is family. So I had a spit in this thing. It was awful. I was up here when I did it, and I'm like, how much does that have to do? You know? Anyway, it happened to be my brother, my daddy, my real daddy, had him. This man's coming alive because he found his family. How did that happen? Prayer. Thank you, God. This is the year of restoration. God, you're going to restore all things back to me. God, I thank you, Lord, that my sons and daughters nurse at my side. My daughters nurse at my side. My sons come from afar off because God gave me that word in prayer one day over my own children. And now I've got family members coming I didn't even know I had. <laughs> Nothing happens by accident. It doesn't just happen for us. We have to go into the spirit and wage war with those prophecies that God's given us. Paul told Timothy, wage prophecies with those, wage war with those prophecies. Whew. So he comes to Julie's this week to meet my other brother, David. So y'all pray, because you know, David's pretty truthful. I don't know. But because he's so calm. Edward is his name. Edward's so calm. But he struggled with alcohol 20 years. And the first time we went to eat with him was that Sunday. Julie and Tim went with me, and his wife was there. And the first thing he said to me, I really would order a drink today, but I can't drink because I won't never stop. He's got his 20-year coin, and he's still struggling. Why is he still struggling? So I looked at him. He said a few things, and... I looked at him sometime in the conversation, which is what God showed me in prayer that I could say. I said, you know, Edward, I was praying the other day. You know how sons and daughters look for their parents, and there may be someone here today that you don't know, your biological father or mother. They look for them, and they get their hopes up. I dealt with that with my husband. He never met his father. He was born in Maine, and he didn't know him. That's why they need y'all men. He needs, he, Tim comes alive when a man is on fire for God. He just he comes alive. And he, I said, Edward, you want to know what God showed me? Yeah, he's looking me straight in the eye. Can't believe we got the same color eyes. I said, he showed me that we get all excited about our mother or father and we think this is going to be a great man or woman. They're going to have so much money. I was speaking to Stephen too, you know. He's found his parents in freedom and in God. We're, we're sitting there. He's going to be, man, he's in government, you know. He's rich or, or he's just a good father. But God showed me. If a man will leave his son or daughter, they're not going to be that good. If a man will abandon his child, they're not going to be that good. And he just looked at me, and see, that don't sound positive, does it? But it set this man free because he was no longer uh, 
looking for a fantasy. He realized, yes, my father didn't want me. But it's okay today because I'm going to meet my brother and sister. And God's going to bring healing in other ways. And I said, but he's the father to the fatherless. God is. And he'll never leave you or forsake you. He texts me almost every day, Miss Sue. He texts me and he says, how's my sis doing? He's been backslid. He was Church of Christ. He grew up in Church of Christ. He's been backslid, but he said, I've been reading my Bible, and I've been looking in the sky, and I can see Jesus looking at me since I met you. He said, I want to come to, you, to y'all's church. He said, next time y'all have potluck, invite me so we can visit. And he's crying out for his real father now. He's crying out. How did that come? It came through prayer. It came through what I'm telling you today. There's so many nuggets. I can remember standing in my kitchen and getting a word from Mr. Bannister. And I called Mama and I said, Mama, I was just cooking supper and I was praying in tongues. And all of a sudden, these words came out of me from Mr. Bannister. And I, I don't remember what they were now. And I told her and she said, I said, I love prayer, Mama. I love prayer. She said, I wish everybody saw it like that. Why do I love prayer? Because you bring the kingdom of heaven to earth through prayer. Hallelujah. You bring the kingdom of heaven to earth by worship also, but you do bring it by prayer too. Jehoshaphat prayed before he said, bring the minstrels out. If you read it, see, nobody remembers that part. He said, the battle's not yours, it's the Lord. But he prayed first. He called a solemn assembly, a fast, in prayer. And the people came together because he had four armies coming against him. We see in our city that things are coming against it or have come against it. What do we do? We have to pray and fast. Thank God for leaders that will do it. Woo! Jehoshaphat said, oh, I got to pray. I got to pray. Let's call this fast. He was scared. The Bible said he was afraid. He feared. If it's something you're fearing today, my daughter's going to get back on drugs. My, my husband's going to leave me. Because in this season, I didn't know if Tim was going to leave me. I didn't know. He did leave me. He left me three or four times since we've been married. What I do? I come here and praise God and raise the hallelujah. And that one particular day, I looked at this spirit. It wasn't a person. Woo. I said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to get off of my marriage. I said, you'll never have my husband. I went on with my day. When he got home, I had his supper ready and I got the bed with him. You want to know how to keep your man? Do them two things. And, hey, you can add it by cleaning house. I'm just saying, I'm giving you some little tools here. Why did I do that? That's something she couldn't do. I said, and it wasn't manipulating. See, I didn't have to manipulate. God gave me strategy. When he left me on Valentine's, we was having a prayer marriage seminar with Sister Witt, and I laid on that floor. Y'all probably didn't even know why I was laying there because he left me. And, and he wasn't coming back that day. 
So I went in there and I thought, I think I've got some heart shapes to make a cake. But everything in me wanted to say, look, I done left one man with three kids. I can do it again and do the carnal side of things. But I love God. I love God. I went in there and baked them cakes and put them on the table just in case he came home. Cooked his favorite meal, had it on the table. He come walking in the door like 1030. I never said, how can you leave me on Valentine's? What I said was, here's you some supper. I still got my husband today. That was, I don't know how many years ago. And we have a sweet marriage. We are in the sweet place, as Ruth always says, the sweet place. But that didn't come easy. It came through going in the spirit and praying and hearing from God and doing what he said. Amen. I know it's getting late. Y'all been here a long time. But apparently God wants us to get this revelation because pastor's going to be teaching on uh, ark and over. And we're sitting in the heavenlies. And uh, you want to share a little bit? Just, you know, you're going to be teaching it probably next week or so. Okay. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that, that I want to say is Isaiah 59, where it says when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises a standard. You are the standard. You are the standard. Because he, he speaks to us exactly what she's talking about. He speaks to us in prayer. We speak it forth in prayer. We command. We proclaim. We tear down. We pull up. We root out. We build and we plant. And we are the standard. Amen. Amen. And we're going to learn. We're going to learn who we are and what we're doing. Amen. I'm excited about it myself because I want no revelation of arcing over my life, arcing over my family, arcing over this city to change things in this city. We have dominion and we can change things. Amen. I don't, I'm not supposed to be a victim. I was not created to be a victim. The enemy does not have any power or any authority over me. He does not have any. All he has is what I give him. All he has is what I sit back and refuse to fight. If I'm not fighting, I'm losing. We need a revelation of that. If I'm not fighting, I'm losing. Because in Ephesians it says that my battle is not with flesh and blood, but it's with powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. It don't say that that stops. He doesn't say in Ephesians 7, okay, you don't have to do that anymore. He don't say that. So if he don't say that, then they don't stop. Come on. There's always spiritual wickedness in high places. And it is my job to go in the spirit realm, find out what it is that's over my family, find out what spirit it is that's over my church, find out what spirit it is that's over my city, and pull that thing down. I'm the one that has authority. You are the one that has authority. Stop sitting there and taking it. That's what I want. I want this church to rise up and stop sitting there and taking it. We have authority. 
It comes through our mouth, and God does it. Ha! I'm excited about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She's telling us how we can get every prayer answered. I, he's answered so many of mine. I've seen those prayers. Been, been with her for 20 years and, and been in there when, when she's prayed some of those prayers and when I've prayed some of those prayers, when Monica's prayed, when Elder Dan, when we've prayed these prayers and then we see God move because we got on, we got on our face. I, I tell y'all, when we teach these things, these are things that we did. It's what we did. We got on our face, let God do a work in me. I learned how to get in the spirit realm and hear him say, this is what it is. I didn't just assume it was something because when I assumed it, I was wrong. Because y'all know that roots are hidden. You don't see roots. You don't see those things. It's spiritual wickedness in high places where you ain't looking, you know. But the Spirit of God tells us what's going on. And when he speaks it, I can remember one day we was up here and, oh, it was like, you know, because when you're searching for what your enemy is, you're trying to locate your enemy, they ain't, there's not no goosebumps in that. Okay? And so we were up here and we are just, oh, shakarabah Sunday. Oh, shetorarabasi. And I hear this still, small little voice say, it's a spirit of fear. And I was like, Oh, and all of a sudden, Pastor said, Come out, you spirit of fear. And I was like, Oh, that was God. Okay. You know, but we learn. We just, we learn, you know. <laughs> but I'm sure the next time I was like, <laughs> and somebody else had to call it out again. But we learn what we're doing. But God, God works with us. He works with us. With us. In that, I mean, to me, that's awesome that I'm, I'm a team member with God, with the Creator that spoke everything into existence. And that's what we do. We speak because I'm created in His image, just like Him. I have creative ability just like He does. I'm okay. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.